The 1v1 Interview Series is a production of the Boss Rush Network of Podcasts. Visit bossrush.net to listen to our podcast and read our articles, game reviews, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter at Boss Rush Network to stay up to date with our content. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to 1v1 here on Bostridge Network. I'm your host, Eddie V. Got a special, incredible, and talented guest for you guys. He is the lead writer for Bostridge Entertainment. He's a father of three and a great gamer all around. He got some pictures of like the Switch, PlayStation, not just like, ah, oh, he's a Nintendo nerd like me. <laughs> anyway, I mean, <laughs> A, a, a great gamer. Everybody, please welcome Mark Pereira. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Hi, welcome. How are you doing uh, at this moment, I should say? I'm, I'm doing good. I just I just got the kids to bed, so now the real night can begin. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, if you guys have not read some of his articles, he's been writing um, uh, for Bosch Rush Network. Uh, some articles about Spider-Man ladies. Yeah, that's uh, right. So I've been, I like to do this thing um, where whenever a, a big movie's coming out, the weeks leading up to it, you know, if it's part of a series, the weeks leading up to it, I like to rewatch all of the movies that came out before it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so me and, me and one of my good buddies always do this together. Um, and so I was like, that's a, that would be a really cool feature to have on boss rush so we started doing movie marathon reviews so there's like something like nine films or 11 films or something spy- different spider-man films including you know into the spider-verse which is the one i'm watching this week um and the mm-hmm. venom movies um and so we'll, i'll watch one a week and then put it through review usually on a friday um and just kind of at, in the weeks leading up to no way home if it doesn't get delayed uh are you excited to watch it on no way home i am i am i'm super excited i haven't been this excited for a movie since i feel like like the dark knight like a long time so i'm excited oh really yeah uh the dark knight that i love batman begins i think i i enjoyed the dark knight but i did not like the joker Uh, why not i duck uh uh, it felt like a grandpa to me. <laughs> what like, he's just like, oh, like he was slobbering and, you know, he was trying to act. He wasn't deranged enough. You know, he wasn't funny mm-hmm. enough. He, he kind of felt like I lost my teeth in the glasses that put that with my dentures and I can't find them. Uh, because the grandkids hit them somewhere, you know, he find, and it's just like, it, you're not threatening enough. Like, I did enjoy when the Joker was, and a lot of people heard this, this stuff before. Uh, I did like when the Joker dressed up as the nurse. Yeah. Um, I want to say Keith Sutherland, and it's not Keith Sutherland. Um, he dressed up as the nurse and, you know, doing the funny bits as the Joker in the hospital. Uh, with the school bus and stuff like that was the joker to me everything else just felt like grandpa here's your medicine like it it, it just did nothing for me 
I think you're the only person in the world who thinks that. Well, it's I'm I'm kind of I'm an odd person. I'm the one that (laughs) no no it's true. I'm the one that loves Punisher Warzone, uh, where other people don't love it, but I don't. I don't really like all of uh, the Dark Knight when people do love it. So I'm the kind of opposite, and I'm a big Batman fan. Yeah. So well, I guess agree to disagree. It's because it's one of my favorite movies. Well, I I did Mm -hmm. I did like like some of the fight scenes. I did like when Batman, uh, when they did the motorcycle trick, how he went up to the wall and flipped it to drive right back. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, in uh, our so, but let's get it to the beginning, Mark. Where? Let's start with your writing. Where did you start to have a passion for writing? That's a good question. Um, so I'm I, I work in advertising for my job, um, but I'm not like the the cool Don Draper side of advertising. I'm the the boring, non sexy account service side. Um, but I've always worked at really small agencies. Um, and so when you work at a small agency, you have to wear a lot of different hats. And so a lot of times I'd be called upon to write something when a copywriter was busy or we didn't even have a copywriter. So we would have to write stuff ourselves. Um, and so I really enjoyed doing that. Um, and I saw, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago, I saw, um, a post actually for Zelda dungeon hiring writers and so i reached out to i reached out to um to them and i started writing for them and it was right when it was right when the pandemic hit i had just had another baby my third child um like work was crazy insane and so i was never able to write and so <laughs> andy was who, over at zelda dungeon was like hey i don't think this is quite working out because i was writing nothing and so then fast forward like maybe six months ago seven months ago um, I saw Lasby put a post up for for Boss Rush, and so I was like, I think I'm I think I'm in a good place now. I think I think I have some time because I I have I've always enjoyed writing. I want to get better at writing, um, and so I, I reached out to him and and have been writing ever since then, and I've really really been enjoying it. And I, and I think I like, you know, it's it's. It, we're not so at Boss Rush. We're able to write about a bunch of different things. We can write about entertainment yes. if we want. We can write about Nintendo, PlayStation. So there's all. I'm not dogging on Zelda Dungeon at all. It's one of my favorite websites. Um, but um, it just I don't know something clicked, and so it's I'm really enjoying it. Oh, that's great. It's there's something about writing uh, that brings freedom. You know, yeah. of course, it's your words and it's your expression, but it you feel good. Like here at Boss Rush, we tell everybody that you know, be you, be more, be better, and you know, we don't want anyone to feel like they can't write a topic or they can't, you know, express themselves in a way through their writing. We always feel like if you got something to say, say it, get it out to the masses, and you know, I I wrote a blog about. Um, you know, why is it uh, um, kind of like gun violence in like video games that when there's a shooting happen and it's with kids, 
it's always Grand Theft Auto. It's always Red Dead Redemption or some kind of writing in um, some writing game. But when it's adults who are doing it, none, none of the gaming conventions come up or anything. And I wrote that for Boss Rush and put it out and it was kind of just like, I wanted to express this to people to like really, you know, kind of grasp what we do at Boss Rush, why we think put out these think pieces or why we'll just write a banter and have fun with it or, yeah. you know, have this side of, side of discussion because it's part of us. It's part of our express. It's part of the freedom for us to write. And everything, um, and I, I wonder, do you sometimes like get writer's block, like on how to phrase stuff or anything? All the time. I'm, I mean, I'm having pretty massive writer's block right now. I haven't written anything in a week because I just can't. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna write this, and I'm like, nah, I don't know how to say that, and so then I just won't do it. Um, so hopefully that'll end soon. But yeah, all all the time. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a writer. I'm just someone who pretends to be one. I don't like, and I guess I'm good at pretending because, you know, I, all the time I feel like I'm just word vomiting on a blank screen, you know? Well, that, well I mean, it's good that you, since, yeah, it's good to take a break. I, I know I took a break, but I'm coming back with some writing myself, but I I enjoy writing. Like, uh, yeah. like on my Twitter post, I put like, I'm listening to some chill how when I'm writing this review and stuff. Like, I... I've never wrote reviews like the way that I'm writing reviews now and stuff. Um, because I never, I thought that I could put a game, I could play a game and I could talk about it on a podcast, put it in like, put it in like in a review article or something. It's just like, how do I go about this? Like, I don't know what to write <laughs> and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've been reading reviews for years and everything. So, because, yeah. Because I, I, yes, this is about you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, please. Um, I, I, I think when it comes to like writing, like for me, writing reviews or thinking up a topic, I literally end up talking to myself. Uh -huh. Like I, I'll end up podcasting to myself to be like, this is my thing. This is what I want to talk about. And I need to tell somebody, but I need to flesh this out because this is this, this is that, and A, B, and C. And then I'll end up putting it on the paper and be like, I have wrote a bunch of nonsense. Now I need to clean this up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and I don't know if you ever felt like feel like that. Like you have a topic and you kind of you you talk to yourself in your mind before right. going out. I don't know if you ever felt that way. Oh yeah, all the time. I mean, I make the most sense in my head. Um, but then I start to try to get those thoughts out of my mouth or on paper, and it's like this isn't even English. Like this doesn't, this makes no sense. <laughs> and and so, definitely yeah, with you, yeah, and definitely with you looking at movies and TV mm -hmm. and writing entertainment, you kind of have, you probably kind of have a format of it, you know, where I, I think sometimes entertainment has these a b's and c's where i think games they do so much differently mm -hmm. but i think both of them when you write about it there is something similar there you know and thing yeah. um and so do you sometimes take that in your writing like if you're writing about a movie do you think uh some of the gaming do you think that some of the gaming aspects play a part in your writing i mean i i definitely think what what I'm writing about 
really dictates how I write it. Like for example, these movie marathon reviews are, they're not just a movie review, they're a movie review of an old, an older movie seen mm -hmm. from the lens of today, knowing what we know, seeing the newer movies that we've seen, knowing what we know is gonna come after this movie. And so there, there's always a, a, I always try to find a unique hook and hopefully a unique hook in what I'm writing Otherwise, what's going to incentivize anyone to come to Boss Rush over all of the millions of other websites out there? Um, and so, because, you know, everyone has a review of 2002 Spider-Man if they were around in 2002, right? Yeah. Um, but but if they weren't, they might not. And on top of that, you know, a review seen in the, in the context of Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, you know, so I always try to find a unique hook. So I don't really think that, you know, video games versus movies or TV or anything. I just think, what am I trying to, what's, what's the purpose? What am I trying to convey in this piece? What's the unique thing that makes it more than just some random guy's thoughts on a movie? Because um, I think it, there's so much content out there that, that if I am someone going to a website, I want to see a unique thought, right? So I want to try to give that unique thought to, to people so that they'll come, keep coming back. Yeah, and, uh, and I enjoy your writing. I, I've been reading well, some thanks. of your work and I, I've been loving it. I was just like, oh man, this takes me back. I remember this mm -hmm. and it's so good. And I, I think that's a great thing about writers when you can read different work and get something to it, get something from it and be like, oh, that was a cool take on it. Or I'm like, I like that spin. Uh, there has been times though that I, not not you, but some other people writing that I kind of want to do a rebuttal with. Sure. And I don't, sure. And, and I don't know if you ever had that. Have you ever wanted to write a rebuttal to somebody's piece, uh, whether it's in Boss Rush or uh, whether it's just in uh, some other kind of like place, like People Magazine or something like that. No, but that's a really interesting thought. If we pulled up old articles that we had written and gave rebuttals and kind of, you know, showed the other side of the story. Um, I mean, I remember one time, this was for Zelda Dungeon when I was writing for them, but we did a collaborative piece ranking the different Zelda games. And mm -hmm. someone gave Skyward Sword, which is my favorite, Zelda game, a really bad review, and I was like, what? Are, like, did you play the game? What are you even talking about? Um, so, um, so yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thought. I've never done it, but that's an interesting thought. Yeah, because I, so, because I always have this vocal uh, opinion about Grand Theft Auto, and <laughs> Corey's going to give me on this one. Uh, I I I have my my opinions about it, and everybody who gets not upset but just wonder, I have not ever got a rebuttal yet, and I kind of want someone to do a rebuttal on why I should feel different about the Grand Theft Auto series. How do you feel about the Grand Theft Auto series? So I I <laughs> I think they're terrible games. Why? And I think because of like the control uh i think like the stories are unforgettable uh i think there's not no pinpoint moments that's there and i think it kind of got recognition on this name alone and do cheat codes that people were doing 
Mm-hmm. No, I, and I understand that it's it sells a million, but I always ask people, what is what is it about Grand Theft Auto that you got from it? Can we talk about the narrative? Can we talk about the gameplay? Can we talk about things? Can we talk about uh, the just like different things about Grand Theft Auto, like how you feel morally and ethically about some things that you did or questions or things? And no one still to this day has given me that discussion or have that yeah. answer. Yeah, it's always it's always been like it's just fun, and mm-hmm. that was it. Where I feel like, well, well, why can't we, why can't we have a discussion about God of War or even Sleeping Dogs, but we can't have one about GTA, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's kind of the rebuttal that I want to have. Like, I want someone to write at that piece and everything. Yeah. Um, so, um, sorry, yeah. this is what you. <laughs> no, that, that's interesting. I mean, l- listen, I don't. The Grand Theft Auto games, I'll play for like you know a couple of hours right when they come out, and then I'll I, I don't pick them up again. And I think you're right. I think I don't like the Grand Theft Auto games for the plot or the story or anything like that. I like it for the little details that make it look like uh, a like real breathing world. That's what I like about mm-hmm. the game. So things like you know car brakes sounding squeakier when it's raining um or um just those little details that they put in that make it just real world that you know took dozens of dozens of hours to program in for that tiny tiny little detail to just make it real those things i find cool but not cool enough to pick up again after the first five or so hours i don't play it again so which which makes breath of the wow uh, probably one of the best open world games or sandbox games because I feel like Breath of the Wild is such a scientific experiment. Yeah. You know, where you do A, which causes B, might which also cause C, and still to this day, people are breaking the game. Yeah. Uh, through different means, but they're breaking the game and they're doing these scientific things like they're playing with physics. They're playing with uh, elements and mm-hmm. it, it it amazes me that you know, when you read stories about that and that how, what people are doing in something like we're Breath of the Wild, it really opens your eyes about you know, sometimes some you can write about a game and it don't always have to be about emotions or it don't have to be about like a certain thing it could be about why i want to do why i want to teach breath of the wild to kids in science class and teaching physics using that like that's the stuff that i love to read sometimes yeah Yeah, that's 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 a cool thought which just makes me that much more excited for breath of the wild too because if they could do that for what is essentially a wii u game imagine Mm -hmm. what a true switch Zelda Breath of the Wild engine game is going to be like. I think it's going to be insane. Uh, I I'm so ready for that. So, which reminds me, let's get into some gaming. <laughs> we'll get back to the writing. <laughs> um, as a young kid, did you get into gaming? Was like, did, were you into the Nintendo Entertainment System or the Sega Master System? Like, where did your gamer roots start from? So the first system I ever owned was a Nintendo 64, and it came oh, really. With it came bundled with NBA courtside with Kobe Bryant. <gasps> um, I am not a sports fan at all, 
but I played the heck out of that game because one, it was the only game that I had, and two, it was just, it was so much fun. Um, so that was the first system that I ever had, and then I had, I guess I had a Game Boy before that. Um, my my family was really into Game Boy. My dad liked to play Tetris and stuff. Um, um, but then, and then I had a GameCube, but I've always had a Nintendo system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always, like, I've always gravitated towards friends that had a NES or a Super NES or a Sega Genesis or whatever. Um, um, but it wasn't really until college. In college, I started, I got, my roommate was getting rid of his PS3, and so I bought it off of him for 75 bucks. And um, and so then I started to fall in love with all of the PS3, which the PS3, I think, is when, like, PlayStation really decided who they were and what they were going to do. Um, yeah, I really dove headfirst into single-player narrative-driven blockbuster games, um, and so you know, Uncharted and um, God of well, God of War started on PlayStation. Yes. Anyway, um, so then I, I got got into PlayStation, and then and then only really recently, as I've started to have more disposable income, have I gotten into to other systems that I that I've never really played with. Like I just got a Series S. Um, and so I've, I've been having fun on that. So, but I've always had some video game system and I've, it's always been a Nintendo system, uh, but it started with Nintendo 64 for sure. Uh, let's see, for me, it started with the, the Atari 2600, but like, like my own first console for me was the NES, yeah. uh, and you know, playing Pac-Man, uh, yeah. Mega Man, Contra, Mario, like I had all of that. Um, my brother, he had a Sega Master System. He was the Sega kid, so I had the best of both worlds. Sure. Um, the weird thing though is that as much as I played Nintendo and I must have, I played the Sega uh, his Sega Master System, I finished both of our libraries like of games. (laughs) And uh, I don't know, like, have you ever did that? Like, uh, I don't know if you have an additional family, like a brother or sister or anything. Um, Yeah, I have two older sisters, but they weren't big into, into video games. But I mean, like I said, I would, I kind of picked my friends based on who had video game systems. There's this one mm-hmm. guy, Colt Riley. We weren't even that good of friends, but he lived in my neighborhood and he had an NES and a Super NES. And so I would go to his house all the time just to play those. And it was so much fun. And I would just go there and play his, I wouldn't even play with him. I just would play his games. Um, <laughs> and then one of my other good friends had a PlayStation. So I'd play those games. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I I'll, I'll play anything, really. I, I just love video games, so I'll play anything. <laughs> well, have you ever played anything that you feel like would change the industry uh, in gaming? Something like Chrono Trigger, how just that simple new game plus changed gaming just everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that there's some some watershed moments. I didn't really, you know, everyone talks about, like, Ocarina of Time or... Mm-hmm. 
Mario 64. I didn't play, I didn't get into Zelda until Ocarina of Time. So Ocarina of Time wasn't a huge paradigm shift for me because I hadn't played the older games before. It was a phenomenal game and I was obsessed with it, but not in the same way that people who are like, Zelda in 3D, that's never going to work. And then it's this masterpiece of the game. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like... The, for me, in games, it's the little moments that really stand out to me the most. Like most recently, um, with the PlayStation Five, Astro's Playroom was yeah the, was a, a bundle game that came with it, um, and just the way that it incorporated the different uses of the controller um, and the different the the adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback. And when you're walking in the rain, you can the rumble feels like you're walking in rain. And I remember thinking, I mean, I, I say I remember it was like what 12 months ago, um, but right. I was like, this is this is nuts. This is insane. This is this is like the next step, right? Um, I felt the same way with PlayStation VR the first time I tried that on. I was like, this is madness. This is so crazy. Um, the first time I played Wii Sports, and at the time, Wii Sports felt so responsive and so good for motion control. Um, and I was like, this is it. It's going to be motion control forever. Um, thankfully, that's that's not the case. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, there's. I mean, there there are so many moments where it's like, and it used to be graphics were that big thing, but I just don't think that graphic. I, I think we've reached a point where, you know, grass is not going to look any more like grass. We've we've conquered yeah. that. You know what I mean? Um, but I, but I think it's those little things like the way that in um, Ghost of Tsushima, the way the the they use wind as an element in the game and how yes. it moves through things and um, those those really small, seemingly insignificant things are things that I'm like, this is. This is game changing right here. This is this is really awesome. We uh we had a discussion on uh Power Block um that what is gaming going to look like graphic wise once Nintendo touches 4K? Uh-huh. Because my, my thing was just like everybody wished that Nintendo would be like this this powerhouse of a system. And I'm just like, you gotta remember. If you look at Pikmin 3 and you look at that fruit, that water, and just the grass, and just the area, you would sit down and be like, how is this so photorealistic, even though this is just regular graphics, something that we've seen, but it looks so real and tempting. Right. And I think a lot of people didn't realize that when Nintendo Touch HD, it was kind of mind-boggling because it was just like, what are you guys doing that's making me that's making me feel like everything that y'all touch is breathtaking. Yeah. Well, and I think it's because Nintendo's really smart. They, they, I mean, you look at a game like Wind Waker that came out, mm -hmm. what, 15 years ago, 10 years, 12 years ago, something like that. That yes. game is still a beautiful, gorgeous game. And it's because they don't go for photorealism. It's because, I mean, you know, I agree with you on Pikmin, the, the fruit and all of that is very photorealistic, but for the most part, Nintendo kind of shies away from that because if you look at, I think Nintendo's thinking they're looking at longevity, right? They want their yes. games to not only look amazing now, but to look amazing 20 years from now, which you look at a game like the first Uncharted, which was groundbreaking when it came out on the PS3, it's showing some age right now, right? 
Um, yes. But but games that came around the similar time on a, on a Nintendo system look like some of the best games that say, still come out today. And so I think it's because they're they don't focus on realism. I think they focus so much on um, they just focus on quality and really inhabiting the world that they're in. And I think it shows in how good their games look decades later. And to to add to this conversation with Microsoft, you know, I... You know, I passed on the 360 because I had problems with the system itself. But when I got my Xbox One and I played something like Quantum Break, I was just, I was amazed at that game, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was just like, and then Forza Horizon 4, and it was just like, you know, Microsoft got some really great games and really does great with graphics and telling stories. It just surprises me that they don't get that much attention because I feel and I and I feel like when Xbox One came, I think I, I kind of felt like Microsoft found itself mm-hmm. in a sense where I don't think it I don't think the rich I mean, the Xbox, the regular Xbox, you know, was groundbreaking because it really showed that OK, Microsoft is in to game there. Mm-hmm. They want to. And then 360, I kind of felt like they're going for a certain audience because that certain audience is making them money. But with that certain audience, I think this is where the discussion of toxic, uh, uh, toxic gaming started to come in and everything. Um, and it just really felt like a bad look for Microsoft. Even though Microsoft didn't really do anything, it was the com- some people, certain people in the community that came to their platform that kind of built this toxic nature um, yep. and everything. And it's just like it stopped being about the games and it started to be about the player's attitude and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was just, and, and I kind of feel like Xbox One, when that came, all of that changed. It started becoming about the games. And mm-hmm. it, it just, and I don't know how you felt about it, or have you ever felt like writing something about that? Like when a when a certain system comes and that community comes along, whether it's good or bad, what does it say for game? You know, have you ever wanted to write something, anything like that before? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, if you if you look back at gaming, I mean, gaming is built on competition, right? Like that's what a mm-hmm. game is, right? typically in a game there's winners and losers and it's built on competition so i think i think people who like gaming are wired a certain way to think that there are winners and losers and good and bad and all of that but i mean gaming wars date all the way back to mario versus sonic you know with 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 genesis advertising campaign does everything that nintendo don't you know yeah um and so i think i think for a while that was built into the systems that was made like you know let's build up this rivalry let's make this a us versus them but i think that what they've learned the you know microsoft sony and, and nintendo is when one does well all do well it's not yes it's it, it's never going to be that sony finally wins and then microsoft and nintendo cave and and don't make systems anymore it's never going to be like that um and so there's always going to be these things are always going to be around, um, and so I, I think 
you see, and it just, you know, it, it breeds excellence, right? Nintendo does something, yes. something really cool and innovative. And then you see, you know, like the Wii motion controls and then Sony comes out with the PlayStation move. Right. Um, and Xbox comes out with the connect. And so there's, so I, so I think it, it began by being very like that was baked into the brand. And I think that they started to try to remove themselves from that, but I think it's kind of baked into gamers dna to be like you know passionate and 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 wanting to say that what i like is the best and everything else is the worst um which is a really unfortunate position to be you know because i mean what a great time to be a gamer right now xbox is killing yeah. it xbox is absolutely killing it um with their um uh what's it called the the game pass um game the playstation pass, yeah. 5 is a phenomenal system the nintendo switch is a powerhouse like what a great time to be a gamer and and what a silly thing to fight about over which one's the best and which one's the worst and all of that so so yeah i mean i think there's a lot to that which has kind of been a discussion uh i guess over the weekend uh i, I think because of forza horizon 5 coming out and so many people loved it uh I guess there was some kind of discourse or something that somebody was trying to say. I guess uh, Microsoft, you know, they finally got their hit game, but look at Sony, we're still better than them. I guess that was the weekend discourse because, like, Monday morning, people, uh, and by the time people watch this and everything, it, you know, I think the conversation would be like kind of fizzled out a, li a little bit but it kind of felt like a lot of people are over that they were just like stop trying to compete or stop trying to have this discussion and just enjoy what you want to enjoy you feel like sony's being a microsoft fine don't make a parade about it just enjoy what you play on sony but let these other companies thrive with their games and it, it is kind of because a lot of people feel like that we're to the point where if you really want to enjoy games, it's, it's good to have multiple systems. Or if you enjoy one particular system, enjoy it, but also be excited for everybody else who is playing on another console. And it feels yeah. like that's not happening um, yeah. for, for some people. Um, you know, because, look, Nintendo got it. Nintendo got it. With N64, they got it with GameCube, they got it with Wii and the Wii U. Like Nintendo was getting clowned for years, but you know, everybody appreciated what Iwata was doing mm -hmm. and stuff. And now that Nintendo is succeeding, a lot of people be like, "Well, you know, it's the Nintendo fanboys making this succeed." I'm like, "No, it's it's gamers who are loving the system and loving yeah. their games, and they and they want to celebrate." Forza, they want to celebrate Horizon uh, Forbidden West. Like Nintendo's not worried about what everybody else is doing because they're focused on their own stuff. But Nintendo gamers are just like we are here to celebrate games in general. That's right. You know. Yeah. And I and I I think that's one thing that in our podcast that we talk about. I I did an episode where uh where on Poblock that people should play other systems, play other games and celebrate Microsoft and Sony. Don't look at their downside. Yeah, you could be critical of it, but you should also give those games, those systems a try. You mentioned Game Pass. That's a great way to play a lot of Microsoft's first party games. Yeah, for sure. You know, Sony, oh, go ahead. Uh, Game Pass, I mean, 
I would never have bought uh, Forza uh, 5. Um, mm-hmm. I never would have bought Psychonauts 2. Uh, I never would have bought Microsoft Flight Simulator. I wouldn't have bought those games. They look in, they looked interesting to me, but I wouldn't have spent 70 bucks on a game that just kind of looked interesting. And all three of those games I downloaded on day one and played and love all three of those because they were available right away. That's insane. That that's yeah. It's still like I still can't wrap my mind around how that is a profitable. Um, <laughs> Uh, business model, but you know I'm not going to pull at that thread because it benefits me. So it's it's I mean it's it's nuts what they're doing on Game Pass and how it is available to I mean day one. The fact that I can get uh, Halo Six when it comes out on day one for not for free essentially I mean, you have to pay the membership, but then but other than that, um, that's nuts. That's crazy. yeah. Uh, Corey, Corey and Jesse, the Arsenal X team, they get on me because I don't uh, subscribe to Game Pass um, uh-huh. because I buy my games. That's on the yeah. game. Um, and, the, and some of the stuff that's on there, I have already like purchased. That's like on my PS3 or PS4 or my Xbox One. Like I have purchased those games and played them. So um, that's why I wouldn't subscribe to Game Pass for me, and it's yeah, a personal sure, thing. But I sure. champion Microsoft for Game Pass because there's a lot of things, there's a lot of games on there that people get to experience and play. You know, I when Yakuza came to the to came to Game Pass, I was rooting for everybody to play that series because it's so good. Yes, there are long games, but it's like. It's such a movie style game, mm-hmm. even with open world. Like I don't know if you played Jackson. I think if you played it as definitely coming from the entertainment side, I think watching the cutscenes and playing the game and getting it, it would feel literally like a movie to you. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to check it out. I just I mean, there's just too many games. There's there are just too many games. <laughs> Yeah, I I just uh, pre-ordered um, Halo Infinite today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I cannot wait to. I I think what's going to happen with me, I think with Halo Infinite, is that I know I'm going to play the single player. I may try out the multiplayer, but I know I'll play the single player and kind of be done with the game. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, is there? I don't know. Have have you ever written about multiplayer games or anything or have no, like put out your thoughts about it? No, I haven't. I mean, I, I love multiplayer games, but the kind of multiplayer games I like are like Mario Kart, you know, or, mm. or I mean, Nintendo, those kind of fun, kind of silly games. Um, I'm not a huge Call of Duty, Halo online multiplayer. I'm not, I'm not really super into that. Um, because honestly, I'm pretty terrible at those kinds of games, so I don't need to be reminded how terrible I am. <laughs> um, so I just play the solo, the the campaign, and then and then I'm good. <laughs> uh, okay. Have you had you started gaming with your kids yet, or anything? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to. Um, um, they so I have I have four year old twins, um, and then I have an 18 month old daughter. Obviously, she doesn't play, but. Um, my four-year-old twins will play uh, Mario Kart on the Switch mm-hmm. because you can, you know, you can turn on basically bumpers so they don't fall off, and you can turn on auto steer, and so they feel like they're 
actually able to compete. And so we'll, we'll play together. Um, in fact, for Christmas, I got them their own Switch controllers. Um, so they like that. So, and then we got the Paw Patrol movie game, which honestly, besides really long load times, it's not a bad, it's not a bad game. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, they're they're getting into it. They they there was a while there where they were really into watching me play, which was awesome because that just meant I got to play. Uh, but now they're <laughs> now they know that they can play, and so. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to get them into it, and they, they like it so far. Uh, do you think that they'll stick with gaming as they get older and ex- start experimenting with other games? Like, I don't know. As a dad, do you do you think that with kid gamers, like raising them, or you know, you know, try, just trying to get them introduced to this hobby or something, um, or this form of entertainment? Do you have a feeling like where are you gonna go with gays in the future? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love video games and I play video games often, so I don't think that there's a world where my kids aren't going to play video games because they just mm-hmm. want to do everything that I want to do, and I think they're gonna grow up doing that. So I think that they're they're always gonna like that, and I I want them to play video games. I mean, the video games that I grew up playing were like Mario and Zelda, which are that you know they use um critical thinking and solving puzzles and um you know uh, trial and error and experimentation and mario galaxy uses different gravity levels and there's there's like those kinds of games i feel like are it causes them to use their brain and figure things out and so i, I like mm-hmm. that I, I want them to do that um now do i want them playing grand theft auto no um and the good thing is that I think a lot of parents don't know what their kids are playing because they don't play video games. But because I play video games, you know, there's going to be a lot of games that my kids are not going to be allowed to play. Because I, I, I wonder if your daughters would play something like Gree or uh, tell me why when they get older. And those are kind of more, you know, smaller uh narrative driven games you know um where it's not too much gameplay or anything but you know it tells a story and it has themes and it you know it makes you feel emotional and going like uh i didn't know gree was a game about grief i just thought it was a game about color You know, and that each color gave you a different power and you just progress and you just mm-hmm. see this animation stuff. And no, I'm like, no, it's a theme about grief. And I'm like, ah, I've never recognized that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, I, I kind of wonder, do you think your, your daughters are going to show you experiences that you missed out in games? Oh, you for know? sure. For sure. You know. And how how do you how do you as a gamer prepare, uh, prepare for that or as a dad I should say? I mean, there that is the 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 job right of being a parent. Your kids are gonna show you things and teach you things that you never knew, and that's and that's the goal, right? You want your kids to mm-hmm. be better than you and to to know more things to, than you and to be smarter than you, and um, and so you know I, I think. I'm all I'm all for it. I, I want really just whatever it is that my kids are are interested in or or, or passionate about. 
I just want to, I want them to, to find what they like and then include me on the journey and, and tell me about it and, and be excited about it. Cause, cause that's fun. I mean, my, my son who's four and a half, four and a half, he, you know, he love, he's very engineer minded and he loves to tell me how things work. I'm the one who told him how the thing works in the first place, but then he likes to tell me how the thing works after I've told him how it works because he just loves to explain things. So, and I and I love listening to him explain things. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's. Uh, I cannot. I hope he plays Garage Game Builder. Yeah, that game is on Switch. I, I got that game. I got it through GameFly and then ended up buying it. Um, and I was like, this is like they're a little too young now. Um, but I think in the mm. next few years, I think it's going to be a really great game for them. Yeah, because just he, hearing the engineering aspect, I'm right. like, oh, there are games that, you know, Game Builder Garage is a good one. A little bit, well, well, a little bit planned in, in a sense, and like Super Mario Maker and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, um, seeing like the... Uh, the cardboard Nintendo games that came out, just like designing designing your own game. I think that's gonna pick his interest, and oh, for sure. I kind of want I kind of want to know that because I think when you're an engineer and you're playing video games, you look at it differently. You kind of be like, oh, sure. okay, how does this button this button combo uh, when I execute it, how is the reaction time on it? Like and everything it, it gets people thinking and wanting to research and stuff mm -hmm. yeah absolutely uh, have you just so because it seems that you're fascinated when he talks when he tells you this engineer to be like man you you got that quick <laughs> yeah i mean he's he's super smart and he 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 just you can just see his little wheels turning he loves to know how things are built and how they work and, and he just he's all about that um, that's good. Are you are you planning to show them like old school movies? Uh like when they get a little bit older, like um E. T. or Yeah, for um, sure. Big Trouble Little Chinatown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited. I keep trying to show them more movies like that. They just right now don't like anything that's that's real. They don't like live action. They're just like animated right now. So um you know, like Enchanted comes out on Disney Plus tomorrow, and so I was like mm. telling my wife, "Oh, we should watch that with the kids," but they just don't like humans. They like animated stuff. So I think we're a little bit away from that. But I mean, there will be a day where we're watching, you know, Space Jam and Goonies and Little Rascals and yeah, um, Mighty Ducks and all those movies. Have they seen a Miyazaki film like Spirits of the Way or My Neighbor no, I haven't. I haven't either. Um, ah, I, feel, I feel like I need to. You have to show them that. I think I think starting them off with my neighbor Totoro is a good one. Spirits Away may be a little bit too scary for them, um, but it's such a good movie for them. Like when they get a little, probably about six or or something, it'd be a good yeah. one. But I think my neighbor Totoro is a good one to start off with. Yeah, yeah, I need to. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we're getting close to the end. Um, what do you, uh, thank you? I would say this thank you for bringing your writings to Bosch Fresh Network. 
you know, Absolutely. your opinions and your and your topics and stuff, and you know, handing down, uh, holding out the entertainment stuff. Um, what do you have planned for entertainment? That's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, I'm I'm still trying. I think I said earlier, like I I want to figure out what. Obviously, the thing that makes Boss Rush, Boss Rush different than other websites is us, the writers, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so any website can can write a movie review or a TV show review. Um, I, I, I want to find that hook, that thing that, that makes us stand out more so than just, you know, here's the 47th review of Shang-Chi, you know? Um, and so, you know, I think I think movie marathon reviews, that's something that I really want to do big for big movies that are coming out um, next year with, you know, I'd love to do it for uh, the Batman and um, for the Thor movies and for, you know, I'd, I'd love to keep that going. Um, and I'd love to start incorporating other writers in that. So it's not just me talking about these movies or whatever, but I'd love to get, mm-hmm. you know, other writers' ideas on movies and stuff. Um, and, I, and I want to start putting a spotlight on our unique voices and the, and the thing that makes us stand out, which is which is us. Um, so so I'm trying to figure out the best way to do that and the best way to kind of put the spotlight on that. Um, and so that's my that's my big goal to figure out starting on January 1st is is what is Boss Rush Entertainment? What's our unique voice going to be and and how are we going to stand out? Are you thinking of things like Sundance or? some of the events like that where because like like on uh, on the game side like we do nintendo directed e3 and state of play and and stuff like that where we're watching this and we're talking about it and we're doing recaps and and, you know getting news articles out um do you think you'll be doing that something like that also on entertainment so that's why i mentioned like sundance and stuff and you don't have to cover all the movies but you know maybe two people or three people watch something from Sundance and probably come back and give a review about it. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's a great idea. I mean, I, we always want to be part of the conversation when big things like that are happening. Um, I think that legitimizes the site. And and so um, I think definitely that's that's would be part of the plan. Uh, are, are you going to do like a movie of the year kind of list or a game of the year? Oh, not yeah, game I th- like movie I, kind of year. Yeah, I definitely think that we should do that. Um, I think we should do that for games too. Um, mm-hmm. We had talked about doing like a, a awards or something at the end of the year, um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's a good idea too. Yeah, because I uh, <laughs> I would love to nominate Monster Hunter movie. <laughs> I know I know it didn't do well, but I enjoyed the Monster Hunter movie this year. Which movie? Oh, Monster, Monster Hunter. Hunter? Mm, yeah, I didn't see it. Uh, but like, yeah, it's because I would love to have a list, you know, from somebody to be like, Ed, you need to watch these movies, and I'll mm-hmm. and I'll go and I'll and I'll go and watch them. I know Jesse gave me a list, and I need to watch those, but uh, I would love to watch these movies and like react to them, you know, well, yeah. not react, but like, you know, kind of speak about them because I don't know how to do how do I go about doing a movie review and everything 
Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's all sorts of different ways to do it. I mean, I, I like to focus. Me, I'm, I'm huge into music. I think music is one of the biggest characters in a movie or a video. Yes. So, so I'm big into music, um, so, you know, always story and performance and and kind of what it what it makes you walk away feeling. I think those are those are the really important things. Um, obviously, you know, direction and, and things like that and the script, those are, those are important too. But really, I like to go into a review thinking like, what is the, what was my biggest takeaway from this film? When I walked away from this film, did I keep thinking about it? What did I keep thinking about it? What kept, how did it resonate with me? It's kind of how I like to, to focus on it. Yes. Uh, before we go, uh, you know, we got to sit with cross Nintendo on Nintendo Power Block. <laughs> uh -huh. So, what is your current snack uh, that you're eating? And then, what is your favorite snack when watching a movie or even even writing? Um, my current snack, because I'm trying to lose weight, so so I will eat like in the in the mid afternoon. I'll eat a hundred calorie pack of pretzels and a cheese stick. <laughs> oh, wow. um, so that's that's. It's nothing special, nothing crazy, but it's got some protein and it's got some, I like crunchy things. And so it kind of ties me over till dinner. Um, and then um, when I'm watching a movie, um, I mean, I love popcorn and M&Ms. That's my, that's my, Ooh, nice that's a good combination. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, is there a breakfast? What's your best breakfast cereal? Like the it's just the bomb biggity to you. I mean, pops. It's gotta be pops. Really? Yeah. I loved pops growing up. I wasn't allowed to have it, so when my friends would have it at their house, I would eat pops. I love pops. Oh, that sweet honey taste. Definitely mm -hmm. <laughs> in that milk. Uh, yep. I, I love I love honey nut Cheerios. I always goes for that. Go oh. for that one. Um, for, well, uh, Mark, <laughs> where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter. My username is except in Pereira. Um, so, like, because you spell my last, you know the saying I before E except after C. You spell my last name. It's not I before E. It's like except in Pereira because it's. Yeah, it makes sense if you're looking at it, but I'm on Twitter, except in Pereira. Um, you can find me on Boss Rush. I try to publish a, a movie review every Friday um, and, and other things on there. Um, yeah, those are the two places you can find me. Okay. Once again, thank you, Mark, for joining us. You guys can check more of 1v1 here on Bossfish Network every Friday. Um, you can check us also on our YouTube page uh, uh, for it. Uh, check us out at Boss Rush Network on Twitter and check our website, bossrush.net, for more podcasts, gaming news, uh, entertainment, writing, uh, and more. And with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we will see you next time on 1v1. Bye, everybody. <laughs>